Hey everyone, before we start the episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. We have a YouTube channel now. We started posting our episodes with some cool images and videos, so you should definitely go check it out. You can find us at On Wildlife Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to On Wildlife. I'm your host, Alex Ray. On this podcast, we bring the wild to you. We take you on a journey into the life of a different animal every week, and I guarantee you you're going to come out of here knowing more about your favorite animal than you did before. Today, I'm talking about an animal that spends a lot of its time underground. And even though they're pretty large animals, they've got a lot to worry about where they're from. And did I mention they're marsupials? No, we're not talking about kangaroos or koalas. We did those already. Join me as we head to the forests of Australia to talk about wombats. There are three different species of wombat. There's the common wombat, the northern hairy-nosed wombat, and the southern hairy-nosed wombat. They belong to the order Diprotodontia, which means that even though they kind of look like groundhogs, they're closely related to koalas and kangaroos. And what do all of these animals have in common? They're all marsupials, meaning that their young spends some of its development in their mother's pouch. More on that later on in the episode. Another thing that they all have in common is that they're native only to Australia. Wombats live in forested areas, and they're known for digging underground burrows. They have brownish fur and can get to be pretty big. The common wombat gets to be around 30 inches long and can weigh over 80 pounds. This brown fur helps them blend in with their environment to keep out of sight of predators. Some of the animals that will hunt them are dingoes, foxes, and Tasmanian devils. Another method of avoiding predators for wombats is building those burrows that I talked about earlier. To dig burrows, wombats have really long claws, which they can use as a defense mechanism if necessary. If they need to evade a predator and run into one of their burrows, they can reach speeds of up to 25 miles per hour. Wombats are the largest burrowing animal in the world, and as you'd expect, These burrows can be huge. They can be over 11 feet deep and up to 100 feet long. That's almost three full-sized school buses in length. They're not just a hole in the ground, though. They can be extremely complex. They have interconnected chambers with other wombats, and they're naturally temperature-controlled. And wombats can have multiple different burrows for different purposes. Some studies showed that the common wombat can have around 12 burrows. What's interesting about their digging technique is that they'll only use one paw at a time to dig. When that one gets tired, then they'll switch to the other paw. But this strategy works pretty well for them because they can dig over three feet in one night. Now, I know you're interested in what wombats eat, so we'll talk about that right after the break. The science word that I want to tell you about today is fossorial. 
A fossorial animal spends most of its time underground, so today's animal could possibly be considered fossorial. This is where the word fossil comes from. Wombats are strictly herbivores, so they only eat plants. Some of the things that they'll munch on are grasses, shrubs, and roots. And these things aren't so easy to digest, so to combat this, they have really long digestive tracts that help extract as many nutrients from their food as possible. This is seen in a lot of herbivorous animals. They also have teeth that are similar to rodents. They have four long front teeth, called incisors two on the top and two on the bottom of their mouth. The things that they eat can do some damage on their teeth, which is probably why wombat teeth never stop growing. They're also able to go multiple years without drinking any water because they get all of the moisture that they need from their food. Now, what's even more interesting than what they eat is actually what comes out when they've digested their meal. I know it sounds weird, and it's probably even weirder than you think. In order to mark their territories and attract mates, wombats actually use their feces, aka their poop. This lets other wombats know that a certain area is already inhabited by another individual. But the problem with normal poop is that once it hardens, it can easily roll away, which would remove any evidence of a wombat being there. So to combat this problem, wombat poop is actually cube-shaped. Cubes don't roll away as easily. It takes wombats about seven days to produce this feces. And researchers realized that it's possible because their intestines contract in specific ways to produce these cubes. They can make around a hundred of these cubes every single day. Wombats are mainly nocturnal, so they're more active at night than during the day. Because of this, they can't really rely on their eyesight. Instead, they use their sense of smell and hearing in order to navigate through their environment and communicate with others. Some studies show that their sense of smell is better than a bloodhound's. They have scent glands that release liquids with pheromones in it, which other wombats can use to find information about the individual. And wombats can also make different vocalizations for different reasons. The main reason they would vocalize is because they feel threatened or stressed. When they're being attacked, they can make growls and screams. And if a mother and her child are separated, they can find their ways back to each other by calling out. And as cute as they may seem, wombats aren't always the friendliest animals. They can usually become aggressive. And who can blame them? They can easily become a meal for some of the most dangerous predators in Australia. And when they look at us, they probably just think we're another big predator. They've been known for charging at people, knocking them over. Or they can give you a pretty painful bite. They're also mostly solitary animals, so they don't like it when other wombats are in their territory either. If two individuals do meet, they'll likely chase each other around. Or things can get ugly and they'll start biting each other in the face. Even after a certain age, moms will start to be aggressive towards their own kids. Now that's tough love. Even though they tend to be solitary, the northern and southern hairy-nosed wombats are more open to being around others. 
They'll usually have their own burrows, but those burrows can connect to a larger central underground area called a warren. This is where they'd most likely meet up. A group of wombats can go by a few different names, like a wisdom, a colony, or a mob. Like I mentioned earlier, wombats are marsupials, so this makes their reproduction and life cycle really interesting. They'll usually reproduce from September to December, and females will give birth to one baby, also called a joey, at a time. And they only give birth every two years, so they reproduce relatively slowly as opposed to other animals. The way the male courts the female and gets her to mate with him isn't as graceful or complex as many other mating rituals in the animal kingdom. Basically, the male chases the female around in circles until she lets him mate with her. The gestation period in the womb is only about 30 days, but then, like all marsupials, the offspring has to crawl out from the mother's birth canal to her pouch. This is where it will develop for about 10 more months. When the joey crawls into the pouch, it only weighs about a gram, which is two times lighter than a penny. Young wombats have been observed participating in play behaviors. This can be helpful when building bonds between mother and joey, or can help them in fights later on in their lives. What makes wombats different from other marsupials is that the opening of their pouch faces towards the back rather than their front. The main reason why this is beneficial is because wombats spend a lot of time digging. If the pouch opening faced the front, then they'd be constantly getting dirt and other debris inside of it. Wombats can live to be around 11 years old in the wild and over 20 years in captivity, so they're pretty long-lived animals. Okay, we've learned a lot of cool stuff about wombats so far, and when we get back, we'll talk about why they're important to the ecosystem. Time for our trivia question. Who was the first person to figure out that the Earth revolves around the sun and not the other way around? His name was Nicholas Copernicus. Wombats are vital to the Australian ecosystems. First of all, they're prey for many different carnivorous species like I mentioned before. The populations of many of these animals are shrinking, so it's important that they have prey species like the wombat around. Because of their digging lifestyle, wombats are also known as ecosystem engineers. Basically, they help to improve the landscape for all sorts of organisms. The burrows are not only used for themselves. Other animals can adopt abandoned burrows and use them for shelter. If you remember the devastating wildfires in Australia, you'll know that millions of animals were harmed by this. But a lot of the animals used wombat burrows to stay safe from the fires, and the wombats actually tolerated them being there. Their burrows are also important for plant life. By digging up the soil, they can help circulate nutrients that plants can use to grow. They also open up avenues in the ground for water to run through when it rains. 
So they do a lot of good for their environment, but unfortunately, their populations are in serious danger. Because they're burrowers, people think of them as pests and oftentimes kill them if they get the chance. In fact, in the early 1900s, the Australian government would actually pay people to kill wombats and bring them their fur. That's not really a thing now, but wombats have bigger issues. Their biggest threat today is habitat loss. More and more people are clearing away their habitats to build houses and farms. And this is causing a lot of stress on their populations. And it also doesn't help that wombats don't reproduce that often. Northern hairy-nosed wombats are critically endangered. There are only about 300 of them left in the wild. The other two species are in better shape, but not by much. So these animals really need our help. Some organizations that are working to save wombats are the Wombat Awareness Organization, the Wombat Protection Society, and the Wombat Foundation. You should definitely go check them out if you care about wombats. Thank you so much for coming on this adventure with me as we explored the world of wombats. You can find the sources that we use for this podcast and links to organizations that we reference at onwildlife.org. You can also email us with any questions at onwildlife.podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at on underscore wildlife or on TikTok at onwildlife. Don't forget to tune in next month for another awesome episode. And that's On Wildlife. You've been listening to On Wildlife with Alex Ray. On Wildlife provides general educational information on various topics as a public service, which should not be construed as professional, financial, real estate, tax, or legal advice. These are our personal opinions only. Please refer to our full disclaimer policy on our website for full details. 